0: In this episode of Health Supplement Business Mastery, we're going to be talking about the target audience for your supplements. You're going to learn who are these people that are actually taking dietary supplements, who's buying them, why they're buying them, and how they decide what supplements to take. You're also going to have an opportunity to be a guest on the show. And I'm going to let you know about an upcoming training that I'm going to be doing and how you can be a part of that. Welcome to Health Business Mastery, the Creative Thirst Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Hewitt. So when you're starting your supplement brand, it's really important to know your target audience. Without a specific target audience, knowing who you're going to sell to, you're likely going to have less chance of succeeding. And without a specific niche, It's very difficult to gain any traction with your brand. So who is the target audience for supplements in general? Well, there are a variety of different audiences for supplements. About 57% of Americans take some kind of dietary supplement. The largest market for supplements is people over 60 years of age who are looking to increase their overall level of health or they're looking to prevent some sort of disease. There are other large niches that exist in the supplement space. Some of them are the vegan space. Others are sports nutrition enthusiasts. There's hundreds of different niches for the supplement space. And targeting down to a specific niche that is either not being addressed, not being spoken to, or that gap in the marketplace, like we talked about in previous episodes, or really just narrowing down to a specific niche within the overall segment of supplements is going to put you light years ahead of the competition. The market for supplements is so huge that oftentimes entrepreneurs think that there's so much opportunity and they get lost. They don't know where to start or really who to address. And they try and go after everyone. And that's really the wrong approach. Because most of the, I'll call them generic pain points, the multivitamin group, is really already being addressed by the big players. And that's not where you as a supplement entrepreneur selling direct-to-consumer can really break into the industry. It's really niching down is where the opportunity is for a new entrant into the marketplace. So let's back up a little bit and talk about how many people actually take dietary supplements. Well, according to research done by the CDC, for the years of 2017 to 2018, they found that 57% of Americans had taken supplements. What that means is that about 190 million people in America use supplements. So dietary supplements are a huge industry. It's a $71.8 billion industry, and it's expected to grow by about 8% annually. Now, 8% doesn't seem like a lot, but what that means is that's an additional $5.7 billion in one year, and that will be compounded after that. So there's a lot of room for growth and a lot of potential for smaller brands to get in on some of that growth. But it's really important to know who is actually buying nutritional supplements. As I stated earlier, people over 60 are the largest group of supplement purchasers. They are more likely to be concerned about their health and longevity than younger people. And they're also more prone to deficiencies as their bodies slow down in age. Supplement use typically increases with age, which is why the typical supplement buyer is um, 45 and older, is pretty much the bucket that most people uh, target online for selling supplements. Now, of that group, women are significantly more likely to use supplements than men. Um, For all people over the age of 20, 63% of them were women who take supplements, while only about 50% of men in that age group take supplements. This is true really for every age group that the CDC researched. About 10-15% to more women took supplements than men. It's almost an even split, but it's really weighed more towards that female side this is no surprise since most of the women are making the majority of purchase decisions in the household. Now why do people take supplements? Well people take supplements for a variety of reasons. However the majority of people seem to buy supplements really for their general health. Most common type of supplement purchased is a multivitamin or a mineral supplement. Now, these are extremely common, and many people who purchase specialty supplements are also taking a multivitamin. These are super simple ways to make sure that you're getting everything your body needs, which is why most people take them. And the majority of the multivitamin supplements are purchased either at the store, the drugstore, the supermarket, or Amazon. Now, Entering the market in a multivitamin supplement is not something I advise. Even something as common as vitamin D or omega-3 are very common supplements. There's nothing really special about them that you can really add to your marketing, which is really the key to selling supplements online direct to consumer. Many people are taking them to improve their health, right? despite that they're only a little more than 20% of people taking these vitamins that actually have uh, dietary deficiencies. They still feel and believe that they're doing something healthy for themselves, which comes back to the aspect of belief, which I talk a lot about in previous episodes of this podcast. And anytime you have belief come into a purchase decision like a supplement, it really changes how people buy them, and why they're taking them. If you can understand the core principles, the core reasons why people are taking supplements, then you can market to those people better, and you can help them by providing the supplement that actually works, that um, you're selling to them. But, like I said earlier, I would not approach the market with a multivitamin, I would approach the market with something much more specific, much more targeted. Let's take a look at bone health, for example. That's a major concern for women. Uh, And one of the most common reasons for taking dietary supplements among women are that they are more likely to develop osteoporosis, making bone health an important factor for them. And calcium and vitamin D is one of the many vitamins, including trace minerals, that you should take in order to ward off or counter off that deficiency or that health problem. Again, if you look at that bone health, osteoporosis, and compare it against a multivitamin, it's much more specific than a multivitamin. A multivitamin is really not solving a specific problem like bone health calcium and the others we talked about, right? So you can put together a nice formulation for bone health to prevent osteoporosis for women that is much more niche and solves a more narrow pain point than a multivitamin that also contains those same ingredients. Getting niche really is the key. It's in the niche groups where the opportunity is for direct-to-consumer supplement entrepreneur. And it's really understanding the reasons why they're taking supplements. So another big reason people take supplements is for energy and weight loss. So this involves people trying to lose weight or really maintain their body weight, as well as people trying to find uh, an easy source of energy throughout their day who maybe don't want to take coffee or are getting too jittery on caffeine, or they recently learned that caffeine may be not as good for them as they thought. So, American adults are prone to getting too little sleep, living fairly sedentary lifestyles, and overeating. Now, all of which are reasons why they might take a supplement. Each one of those areas, energy, weight loss, even focus, are three sub-niches within the supplement space, which you can go after and target. And again, those sub-niches have a higher pain point. They have a higher pain point. They have um, a reason that people are looking to take this supplement. It goes slightly beyond belief at this point. Belief is still a factor because the element of belief is important to taking a supplement, but it's for a very specific problem that they're looking to solve, or a specific future problem. So in the case of bone health, that is a future problem that they're looking to ward off. It is really a wellness management. And taking that on a consistent basis is their belief that is going to help them in the long term to not deal with that problem in the future. And it's the same thing with sleep and energy. These are really high pain points that they can't get for multivitamin that are more specific, that are sub-niche down that they're looking to solve. Yes, there are larger sub-niches out there, for example, people from the ages of 20 to 40 who really just want to improve their overall fitness. There are many supplements in this niche, from pre-workouts to muscle gain supplements, They're all over the place. There's tons of niches. This category of overall improvement wants to achieve their fitness goals, and they're often looking to enhance the performance throughout their workout. That's a very different market than the 60-year-old market or the 45-year-old market with osteoporosis or who wants to fend off osteoporosis. Another key niche that's growing is the botanical supplement space. Botanical supplements are expected to continue to see big growth as the vegan and plant-based diets become more popular. They're already popular, and I don't see any slowing down in that area. There are a variety of reasons that people choose a non-meat diet everything from moral objections to to animal consumption to really health and climate concerns. But whatever the reasons, vegan diets can be difficult to master. And they often lead people with certain deficiencies when you remove uh, meat. So most vegans are forced to use supplements while partaking in their chosen diet. As a result, this opens up an opportunity and an area in the marketplace to fill. Again, if you tie into those specific desires and beliefs of that group and really niche down in every aspect, right? So a typical vegan may be more concerned about the environment, more concerned about sustainability, than someone who is just looking for a sleep supplement. So if you lean into that and you produce your supplement in a biodecompostable bottle and you really give back to the environment, those are things that can help stand apart in the niche and really serve that niche better. The most common deficiencies among vegans and plant-based diets are vitamin B12, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D, iodine, calcium, and iron. There's a big growth opportunity to create brands selling these types of supplements as plant based diets gain popularity and really to support them as a group. However, these common vitamins are opportunities best left for larger vitamin brands that have a brick and mortar presence or online, Amazon or Walmart storefront. A more unique formulation or a sub-niche problem within that vegan space will do way better than just a generic vitamin B12. Narrowing down sort of even further into another niche is really a, another sub-niche of a problem. Everything approaches from a problem perspective. Supplements are really solving a problem. And another problem that is a nice, strong niche is the heart health and brain health. They have a lot of opportunity for this mid to small supplement companies selling direct to consumer in those areas to really get specific for that group, to really niche down for those specific problems and ancillary problems that come along with those conditions. But how do people decide what supplements to take? What's really going on in their heads and their decision-making When they choose a supplement, when they get to your website, when they even start before that, why do they take supplements? So about 23% of people taking supplements say they've been advised by a physician to do so. The most common reason for a doctor to recommend supplements, to women at least, is for bone health like we talked about. Everyone else actually tends to buy supplements based on their own research and recommendations. In fact, the number one reason people decide which dietary supplement to take is because of their own online research. I've worked with supplement companies directly, and we often do surveys to their uh, audience. And one of the survey questions that I ask multiple companies that I've worked with to ask their clients is, Why do they take the supplements? And that reason is by far the most common response because of my own online research. So getting to the decision point, the decision factor of how they decide, they're really making their decisions based on their own online research. What that means is they're reading your sales page. They're reading long-form copy. They're reading, reading, reading blog posts, reading Anywhere they can get. They're really looking for the research, looking for the information of how the unique mechanisms work, of why they should take this supplement, of what it does for them. All of that are things that you should include on your product detail page or sales page. Some other reasons people gave, which are far less uh, responsive, because more than 60% in surveys that I've done with various clients have responded. The reason or how they decide is because of their own online research coming in at uh, about 15% is they were recommended coming in just under that is I heard about them from a friend followed by I grew up taking them. So these are the people who really have that practice that habit already in place. And then lastly was i I read about them once. So these people are deciding based on their own research. Over 60% of them, in fact, are making their buying decision based on that research. This is a big opportunity for marketing your supplement brand online. The buying decision is different for dietary supplements. The most common mistake most marketers make is leading with science. Yes, people want to research Yes, they make most of their buying decisions based on their own research, but the science is not the point to come in at. The science just supports the decision. The point to come in at actually is the problem. And I'll break that down in a future episode. But the most common mistake is really leading that article, leading that sales page with the science of your supplement. The second most common mistake is treating that sales page for a supplement like a standard e-commerce page. Throughout my 10 plus years of working directly with supplement businesses, my hypothesis that people buy supplements differently is proven over and over again in, in every test I do, in every split test, in every analysis, in every one-on-one client that I work with, in everything that I work with them to improve, it all points back to the people buy supplements differently. A standard e-commerce landing page typically does not work for selling supplements. The reason why is because over 60% of the people make a supplement buying decision based on their own research. And a typical e-commerce product detail page does not have enough information in order for them to really make that buying decision. And they're left jumping around to other sites. They're left jumping around to blogs. And the chances of them coming back to your website and buying again is extremely slim. You have to treat that research as part of the buying process, if you just align the buying decisions with your sales page, you'll be far ahead of the competition. That combined with really niching down to a specific subsegment and really going after a problem or adjacent problem. Typically, health problems come with other health problems. So if you have problem X, you typically also have problem A, B, and C. So if you bring them in on product X, you can also sell them products A, B, and C down the road. You're still catering to that niche. It's really all stemming from that one big problem. And that problem sells better when it's a higher-level problem than simply maintaining health, when it's a problem like heart health, when it's a problem like sleep, when it's a problem like weight loss, although weight loss is its own sort of unique category, even a problem like a pre-workout is a more specific problem than a multivitamin. So as I said in the beginning of the intro of this episode, I'd like to invite you on as a guest on this podcast. You and I will just talk about your supplement business and the struggles you're having. It'll be a coaching session, but it will be recorded and shared as a podcast episode. There's one coming up soon that I'm going to be releasing. So you'll get an idea of what it's like and some of the value that you can get from it. The other thing I'd like to let you know about is I'm planning on doing a training session, a live training session where I'm going to be going in-depth into how to make a really high-converting sales page specifically for supplements. If you're interested in that, just send me an email, bobby, B-O-B-B-Y, at creativethirst.com, or send me a text to my mobile number, 201-220-6739, uh, send me a text. Don't leave a voicemail or anything like that. I won't get back to you, but I will get back to you if you send a text. And just let me know that you're interested in either coming on the show as a guest to do a coaching session, or if you're interested in uh, attending the live training. Thanks for listening. i talk to you again real soon.